Welcome to another edition of the Tag One Team Talks, the blog and podcast of Tag One Consulting. I'm Michael Myers, the Managing Director of Tag One, and today we're celebrating and looking back on 20 years of Drupal. We're really proud to have been a part of Drupal's history, and we're going to be talking to many of the Tag One team members that have made major contributions and been a big part and long-standing part of the Drupal community. Today I'm joined by Francesco, who is a very well-known, long-time contributor to the platform. Francesco, could you give folks just a, a brief you know, uh, overview of you know, your role in the community, some of the things you've done over the years? Sure. So, hi everyone. Um, Francesco Placella, my uh, nickname on Drupal.org is Platch. And I've been a member since, I think it was 2007, something like that. So almost 14 years now. I think I started working with Drupal 5, it was at that moment. I was running my web agency with a business partner, a dear friend of mine, who's also on the Tag One team now. And yeah, we, we were looking for a CMS uh, and we stumbled upon this interesting, very interesting tool that was Drupal. And so basically in the years we were involved, we started being involved in, in the community and we started working on mainly multilingual stuff. It was because at the time it, there, there was already work in that area, but it wasn't fully mature. And so there were many projects we were working on that were actually relying on multilingual. So we started becoming involved with that. And by the time D7 was out, I was a subsystem maintainer for the language system and the content translation module. And then I stayed involved with that area. I worked on the entity translation and title modules. I authored them and and also more or less at that time I was called by Gabor Hoichi, who who's, uh, was just, had just been appointed as the 8MI, so the, the 8 Multilingual Initiative Maintainer. And so I was involved also with that. And in, in, with the years, we were able to basically complete and, and take to maturity all the multilingual features of the eight working and improving on the all the fantastic work that was done during the D6 and D7 cycles. And with that, basically, I was involved also in, in other areas, of, of course. So I started working on the entity system with a particular focus on the form, entity form subsystem and the entity storage subsystems. And after the eight was released, well, my attention turned to the integration between the content translation systems and, and revisions. So I did a lot of work also in that area. And then uh, a few years ago, I think it was 2017, I was appointed as provisional framework manager and then a full framework manager after a couple of years. So, and I've been serving as uh, framework managers until uh, uh, a few weeks ago. And that's more or less my journey. Wow, it's pretty amazing. Do you remember your first commit to Drupal? Was it in multilingual or do you remember roughly what it was, how it went? So, I'm sure it was multilingual. I remember one, maybe the first one, one of the first ones was about 
actually a simple, of course, a simple uh, fix about being able to uninstall the locale module. I think it was D7 or, yeah, I think it was D7. So yeah, baby steps, but yeah, I think it was in the multilingual area. Do you remember the process? Was it like smooth and easy? Like I'm, I'm wondering, you know, from first commit to framework manager who oversees all the commits, <laughs> what, what was that process like versus what it might be like today? Has a lot changed or is it pretty much? Well, it's, it's changed somehow. I mean, at the time, now we have these fantastic merge requests. And at the time we, we were still working with patches, but yeah, that's a big news, fairly recent news actually. So I think most of the people are still familiar with that workflow, but I think the main difference was that we had way less gates and constraints to satisfy before a patch would be committed. For instance, you didn't need to have a full issue summary before a commit. And I think it was really hard at the time to be a committer because, uh, yeah, it, it was probably there was way less pressure on the contributor. And so basically all the pressure was on the committer. Instead, now we are more, we, we came better at balancing the work the shared between contributors and, and committers so that committers can really focus on evaluating the patch with all or the merge requests with all the information already in place. There was no test harness in, in five or even in six, really, you know, sort of the beginning of, of testing. So, yeah, much simpler yeah. to create a patch. And um, I, I, you know, it's I think I think in D7, we already had a patch. So I, I remember being some, somehow jarred at the beginning by the, the requirement of having to provide automated testing, which became, of course, actually one of my favorite <laughs> requirements once I, uh, I became a, co a committer. But yeah, I remember the first times I wasn't really that familiar with the concept of automated testing. And this is an, an example of how being involved in the Drupal community makes you a better developer, a better professional overall, because you get exposed to the cutting edge technology, the cutting edge best practices and so on. And so, yeah, I remember being jarred by that and I was kind of wondering, but I'm already providing you a fix. Why do you want me to do more work? But then it, it took me really a short time to start seeing the advantages of that approach. You know, there, there are a lot of people out, you know, open source has become so popular, which is awesome. You know, and it's great to see so many projects cropping up. You know, looking back on Drupal, you know, we've had this amazing opportunity to see it mature over the years, go from, you know, it was, it was a pretty sizable community you know, even in, in, in the Drupal 5 days, you know, as far as open source projects go. But to see that maturation and the changes that need to take place to scale the platform to where it is today, you know, a lot of governance, a lot of things like testing, it's sort of the nature of the beast. And uh, it's great that it, it helps people grow, but it has, you know, some friction, <laughs> some downsides as well. You contributed in, in so many different areas to uh, core. Is there something that really stands out that you're most proud of looking back on all these years, something that you're like, man, yeah, I, was, I, I did that. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I mean, I, I'm feeling that probably all the contribution to the multilingual subsystem and the content translation is, and the content translation subsystems are, are the, probably the most important things I've worked on. We, if we keep in mind the, the effect that they had on the likely effect, because I don't have strict measures about it, but the likely effect on, on the user base and on the types of projects that were able to adopt Drupal. I think that's probably the, the work where I, where I provided most, the most value. Although probably the stuff I'm most proud of is all the entity storage work I've done, because actually it's not, I think, fully complete, at least in, in the idea that I originally had it, originally had in mind, because my original plan was to be able to, to switch from a, uh, a database schema that was supporting multilingual revisions or a combination of both or none of them dynamically. Mm -hmm. Right now we are in a position when you can, when you define an entity type, you can pick one of these flavors and the system will already automatically provide a schema for you. Will, and, and that's already great, although it took, it was kind of painful to get where we are here, where, where all the updates kind of work. And well, I mean, it was a major source of update bugs at the time, but that they are sorted out. And yeah, I think that's probably something that if we keep building on, will will provide even more value in the future. And I think one of the probably not obvious advantages is that it forces you to define all the pieces of data attached to an entity as fields, which in turn opens uh, the possibility to reuse all the incredible features, uh, Drupal features that are built upon fields and entity types. So it was a key decision, architectural decision in the direction of introducing more consistency because one of the key features of the Drupal 8 cycle was introducing the configuration management system. And and that brought consistency in the configuration area. But I think this choice, even if it's not super obvious to regular users, was a key decision in bringing consistency in the content storage area. And so this is probably what I'm most proud of. Although, yeah, as I said, probably the the, the work I did that had a, a big, the biggest impact for the Drupal community at the moment was the multilingual stuff. What is your, and this is, this is my favorite question, I'm going to put you on the spot here. <laughs> what is your favorite thing about Drupal as a platform, and what is your least favorite thing about Drupal? Okay, this is a hard one because there are so many things I, I love about Drupal, of course. And of course, there are so many things that I don't like about Drupal because you can still make things better, I guess. That's why I've been involved so many years, I guess, and I like to make things better. So I guess one of my favorite things based on the previous experience was the introduction of the configuration management system in Drupal 8, because that was really a game changer in my 
daily routine at work. It's really completely different from having to manage everything through, uh, well, features does a good job, uh, a good job, but I think the configuration, configuration management system takes it to the next level. And so, yeah, that's one of my favorite ones. So, of course, uh, the stuff that was introduced in the last years uh, is great, actually, like uh, layout builder, the uh, media, well, the media improvements we got in, the, in recent years are really awesome. And I think those are really one of the keys of the probable success we will have in, in the future, along with all the workflow and, and content moderation subsystems. But I think I think the content management sustains and from a very selfish perspective, it's one of the, the, my favorite features actually. Talking about the least favorite, probably, well, right now it's we're probably in a slightly different spot, but I, I must say that, well, <laughs> historically one of my least favorite features was actually multilingual stuff. I wasn't really happy about uh, multilingual when I started adopting Drupal and that's why I, I got so involved with it. But in time, probably one an, another uh, subsystem that gave me similar vibes, I think was the, all the, the calendar related stuff, dates and calendar. So date has improved hugely over time. I think we are not really there with calendar, but I'm hopeful that we will get there some sometime. So yeah, I think it, it's it's not like I hate it, but yeah, I think we could do better in that area. Uh, a very open source answer. I didn't like multilingual, <laughs> so I got in and I changed it, <laughs> and I made it better. And years later, you know, was in control of it. That's that's pretty cool. What do you think Drupal needs most? You know, what do you think is, is sort of the game-changing feature or something that's really missing that it needs to have? So I'm not saying anything new here because Dries has already pointed this out in many of his keynotes. But I think one of the uh, secrets of Drupal success has been the dedication of the community and its ability to basically implement so many features in so many directions that basically make Drupal hugely flexible. I think probably one of the things that Drupal needs the most to, to keep being successful is more involvement by agencies and, and especially large ones and large organization in, in the funding of people working on, on Drupal because Drupal has grown to a, such a size that the model we, we had for so many years, I think, is starting to, to be a, a, a little inadequate, I think, because the, the code base is so much larger and the features we're building are so much more powerful and all-encompassing. And so just maintaining those is a burden. And so the, the core team is doing, the core maintainer team is doing a fantastic work, but it's, it's proving challenging to find more people that is able to 
perform that work because doing that only based on voluntary work is is really hard and so i think that's an area uh, where we we need we need work and instead if we are talking about features i think that continuing on improving on the workspaces area will will bring a, a lot of value to enterprise level customers and I think that's an area that will really make Drupal shine. And if we think about ambitious projects, uh, of course, still improving on the J J JSON API abilities and all the support for decoupled systems is going to keep Drupal relevant. And I also think that all the automated updates initiative is going to be really important to be able to still competing with the rest of the CMS ecosystem. So, yeah, I think those are the most important ones. Although, yeah, I, I still have this favorite of mine that is media. I think media is, is great and the improvements that were made over the V8 cycle is were great. And I think there's still room for improvement there. And if we do the right moves, like fully integrating the media library and building upon it, we, we are really uh, going to reap the benefits. And I think we are, we are also in a, in a good place with all the improving the, the Drupal UX because I think that's really important direction. A, a new better looking theme, a new administrative theme, all those are key improvements that I think are really going to, to provide a lot of value. Cool. What has been the best thing about being part of Drupal? I can see at least two best things. So one, as I was mentioning at the beginning of this uh, call was the way I was able to grow, to learn new things, to become better, and at the same time to test my uh, abilities as I, as I went on by providing code that was better and better looking at my eyes, learning new tricks, and also being just able to express my creativity. So seeing basically that all the ideas that I had that I couldn't express during my day job were, uh, were still possible to express in a more welcoming environment or more flexible environment. And the other uh, best thing is probably the, the complementary Thing. So that by, by doing this, I was able to know a lot of people, a lot of people that were, that became friends of mine, that uh, provided me a different perspective on so many issues that overall made me a better developer and hopefully a better human being overall. So I think these probably are the two best things that happened to me by joining the Drupal community. At this point, I'm sure that there are too many people to thank, you know, that you work with on a day-to-day -day basis. But looking back to when you first got started, is there, you know, one or, or two or a few people that you want to say, hey, you know, thank you for helping me, you know, get that commit in 
you know, for introducing me to Drupal or... So, yeah, as you were saying, there are so many that probably uh, it would take me, I collect this just to na name them all, but probably the most uh, relevant person in my Drupal involvement was Ned Catchpole because he was there from the very beginning from, he was uh, one of my mentors at the very beginning, along with Nedjo Rogers and son, Daniel Kutwin. Those are the three key people that got me involved in the project. And as time went by, Ned has been a constant presence in, in, my, in my relationships with the Drupal community. And so I think my biggest thanks go to him. Although, of course, another person that I cannot uh, avoid to mention is Gabor Koichi, who basically helped me do a lot of work in the multilingual area who hang, hang out with me during uh, Drupal cons and helped me feel at home while I was still new to the project and I was almost knowing almost no one. So, and also WebChick, she was the, the first committer I seriously interacted with and she was, well, she, she was WebChick, <laughs> you know her. So she was awesome, always providing constructive uh, feedback and, and always uh, encouraging me. So she was really a key person in, in my involvement of the, of the project. And then of course, uh, I probably need to thank the committer team the, um, because they were also a huge source of, of learning for me. I think I learned much more than I actually I, I thought while I was on the team. And so I, I really thank them for be, giving me the opportunity to be part of, of that amazing team. Wow, thank you. Really appreciate you joining us today, giving us your perspective and looking back on 20 years. Look forward to seeing you again on a future talk. Have a great sure. day. You too. Um, Thanks a lot. Yeah, that was awesome. Thank you. Take care, Francesco. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye.